Hey, Tay listeners, real quick, I promise this is not an ad. I just wanted to make a note that in a normal episode, I would be adding in music clips to give you some context of the songs that we're talking about. But because today's episode is specifically focusing on surprise songs, we talk about a lot of songs. And I really wanted to avoid this basically just being one massive earworm starting soundtrack. So there will be no music clips for context in this episode. Hopefully, if you're here, you know the songs we're talking about. But if you don't or you have any specific questions about any songs, you can always shoot us an email. Our contact info is at the end. Let's jump into it. Welcome back to Tay Learning. My name is Danny, And I'm Olivia. We're your co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> My brain blinked. <laughs> we are the co-hosts of this podcast. That is true. And <laughs> This week, okay, so I'm, I'm going to be honest, this week we are talking about surprise songs, but every single week when a surprise song is about to happen, I feel my heart like drop into my ass because <laughs> our Kansas City show is at the time of this airing about two and a half weeks away, which means yeah. that there are four more opportunities to lose something that's going to gut me. Yeah, and I feel like losing something that you really, really want within like the couple week range around your show is the worst way to lose it because it was almost like it'd be different if she waited until the very end of tour to then play your favorite song because it's not even close to Kansas City night. Yeah, and in some ways I'm envious of people who show really early on because they're like, oh yeah, couldn't have known. But now it's like, it's this narrowing down game of what's she going to play? Use these numbers. Yeah. Do we think she's going to play this because it mentions this and then being wrong or being really right? And it's swift ball is happening. And mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm anxious and I'm nervous and we're getting down to the wire on 1989. Which is my yeah, there's album. three songs left at, at this point that we're recording. There's I Know Places, You Are In Love, and New Romantics. That's it for Danny's favorite album. I feel sick to my <laughs> stomach. My personal favorite comment is when I see people like an all caps comment on surprise song clips on TikTok. And they're like, I can't believe she did this hit without me. And then in parentheses, I do not have tickets. <laughs> but how dare she <laughs> or I am in another country <laughs> so before we jump into that we're going to take a quick break to talk about Spotify for podcasters and then Olivia is going to talk about her experience at Detroit night one mm -hmm. where we lost a fan favorite so stay tuned and we're back Olivia did go to Detroit night one yeah we didn't talk about it last week because we put out a pre-recorded episode last week we had like a chill week for us you know it was very nice but I didn't have a chance to talk about my Detroit experience and for those of you who follow us on social media you know how much Detroit Night One meant to me <laughs> <laughs> the video evidence of Olivia sobbing because before we, I guess, unpack Detroit Night One, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know what surprise songs are. But it is surprising, no pun intended, how many people do not know what they are. So the really quick synopsis is that on this tour, Taylor does two songs acoustic, one on guitar, one on piano, usually in that order. Unless it's from her most recent album, Midnight's. She's given herself the rule that she can repeat those however many times that she wants because it's her most recent album. Or... If she messes it up the first time, she'll do it again to try to get it right. And, messing and then I guess there's another caveat, like if she runs out of songs by the time the tour is over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and messing up is is a weird way to put it, I guess. It's correct. That's how she said it. But like mm. she did clean and then later online said, I guess I could have done it in a higher key and then did it again. And I'm like, girl, OK, you just know people love clean. Olivia went to Detroit night one, like we said, and she had no idea what she was going to get. But lucky for all of us, she was live streaming this experience. So please just tell me all about it. I want to hear about it. Okay. So I almost turned down these tickets because I felt bad for how many shows I was going to. This one was offered to me after pre-sale already happened and I didn't plan on going to Detroit. I planned on trying the resale market for Detroit. I'm from Michigan. So like it would have been easy, but we weren't going for Detroit within our group, you know. Then my cousin texted me, who knows I'm a big Swifty, and was like, 
we have an extra ticket. Do you want it? And I remember thinking, and I think I even like talked about it with you, Danny. I'm like, am I an asshole if I take this ticket? So I said yes, but I almost said no because I felt bad. I never would have forgiven myself because I get there. The show's great. We're speculating on what surprise song she's going to pick. And I remember talking on the lives for those of you who hung out with me that I really want to like King of My Heart, Motown Beat in Motown, you know. I had really wanted the lakes in the Great Lakes State, but she played that in Chicago. And my number one surprise song pick of all time is Haunted because that's my favorite Taylor Swift song. But I wasn't even entertaining the idea that she would play that in Detroit because like why <laughs> you know? like why would she do that right and the surprise songs come up and I'm live streaming happy go lucky like fingers crossed for king of my heart but like if I don't get king of my heart I'm not heartbroken I'm not bonded to that song I just thought it would be cool in Detroit you know and she's like you guys have been so supportive of my re-recordings and speak now Taylor's version is coming out soon and for those of you watching the video or have watched the video, or if you want to go watch my reaction, I have this moment where I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, no, 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 because I'm thinking haunted, haunted and speak now. And I'm like, don't do me like this. Don't get my hopes up like this. And she's like, yeah, this is called haunted. And I lost it. It, it just, I still it cry when I watch that video. Worth watching the video. <laughs> like my sisters were crying, laughing. Because, <laughs> Olivia, your joy is palpable. <laughs> While she's recording, you hear her just like... <laughs> I'm sobbing, sobbing. And between, like, she'll go, now I'm haunted. And then you just hear... <laughs> behind the camera. And my cousin was like, are you happy? Like, this is good? <laughs> I think one of our followers did comment, like, <laughs> that your joy was palpable and that your joy shining through like made the video better and I just I think it's such an iconic clip yeah um, somebody took a screen recording of it and put it on their story and they're like at tailoring podcast is so real for crying during this <laughs> it just happened like <laughs> I was live streaming and she said haunted and I collapsed on the floor and I'm like shit I'm live streaming and I had to like lift everyone back up <laughs> Yeah, my boyfriend Matt loves Haunted, very big Haunted guy, and we were driving into Tulsa at the time to visit my sister, and we hear that it's Haunted, and Matt's like, is she drink her coffee iced? And I was like, yeah, and he goes, I hope tomorrow her ice melts quicker than normal. I don't care that something good happened to her, it should have happened to me instead. Like, in fairness for him, in fairness for him, I was rooting for Kansas City Night 2, okay? I'm trying. He's still mad about it. I told my parents about it last night about Haunted <laughs> playing for Olivia and Matt's face like went sour and angry and he's like, hmm. Well, Matt, like who, who liked Haunted in 2010? Not you. Yeah, literally. He's a new stand, so we got to give him some grace. He's just, <laughs> I think he's playing into it for the bit at this point. But I it, well, when I come visit, like I'm not, I'm going to be insufferable and he's going to have to deal. As you should. I stand by my theory because she didn't do any of the songs that mentioned Motown, and there are a couple. Mm-mm. I didn't think... do any of the Detroit guesses. Oh, yeah. We, we'll unpack that later. I'm not sure we're ever going to hear a love song about Joe. But um, <laughs> I don't We'll unpack that in a few. I stand by my absolutely Delulu theory, because Taylor is always scrolling online, that while she was scrolling through live streams on TikTok while you were making friendship bracelets, she came across yours. Yeah. And... You said every five minutes, because somebody always asked, what are your hopes for surprise songs? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want for surprise songs? Everyone's always asking, and you're such a good sport. You're always answering, even if you just answered it. And you're saying, I love Haunted, but I don't think it'll happen. I think she was scrolling. I think she saw you. And I think she was like, yeah, I could do that. And for those of you being, that is super Delulu. Not super Delulu. She did clean again. Delulu. A dash of Delulu. <laughs> she did clean that second time after a girl said, okay, Taylor, well, I'm going to be at the show on 528, so I hope you do clean then again. Yep. And she did. There's no way that anyone can prove otherwise, so that's the theory I'm going with. Is it Taylor Swift watch you making friendship bracelets? I know, that's what I keep, I keep telling people. I'm like, at this point, I'm just convinced she knows who I am. Like, Because <laughs> why, why Detroit for Haunted? Why? That makes no sense. Just because she felt like it. Because okay, you were going to be there. Because I felt like it, Taylor. 
Other than that, though, but, was the show pretty standard? Yeah, the show was fabulous. Great. She was a little sickly, so she was, like, wiping her nose the whole <laughs> night. Like, literally just, like, dance move wiping her nose. <laughs> yeah, the clips were cracking me up of her wiping her nose and then wiping it on her bodysuit. I was like, oh, my God, those are swap- so real for that, though. crystals, girl. <laughs> During her champagne problem speech, she's like, can someone get me a tissue? Ignore me. <laughs> Where's Giuseppe from the Reputation Tour who got on one knee to hand her that tissue? Where's he? <laughs> but man, getting haunted was a surreal experience. I still can't believe it happened. But I will say every single week, I'm so relaxed now because every single week I was like, please not haunted, please not haunted, please not haunted, even though I I knew that it, it I wouldn't get it that's what I told myself but I still prayed and apparently prayers were answered amen <laughs> we're gonna throw it all the way back here to March 17th we're in Glendale Arizona we physically literally are in Glendale Arizona actually but we're yeah, not we at the first show <laughs> went to the second show but the first show the weather is nice and mild and it's a beautiful day in Arizona that day oh, yeah. I, I remember it all too well and we didn't know at the time that this was a surprise song section of the show because she didn't give any context. She just performed and people assumed that yeah. the first song on guitar was a surprise song and the second song on piano was a stable part of the set list and we were wrong. Mm-hmm. But the first two songs to be performed were Mirrorball and Tim McGraw. We all thought Tim McGraw was a stable part of the set list. <laughs> because I was off social media at the time, I... I didn't want to spoil it for myself. I didn't even know that those happened. I'm sad that I didn't get a song from debut at any of my shows yet. And that my favorite song from debut is gone. So I won't get to see that one anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm not devastated by these losses. And I think that yeah. if anything, they're more telling than anything else. Yeah. I feel like Tim McGraw would have been cool in terms of the nostalgia. But I'm not hurt. Night two, our night. We got, and I'm so passionate about what we got, This Is Me Trying and State of Grace. And State of Grace is one of your, like, heart songs, I feel like. I love State of Grace. It is my favorite on Red. I don't know what happened to me. I didn't think much of it back when the album came out, and now I just love State of Grace. So when she started playing it, I was crying. As you should. As you should. And this is me trying. I really love that song, but I was happy we got it because my sister Brianna was there. It was her only Eras Tour show. And that song is obviously like a nod to mental health and alcoholism. Not even a nod. Like it's a very direct, this is what this is about. And my sister was like, that is an incredibly gutting and piercing song that meant a lot to me. And I didn't even really know it that well. Quality, quality night. And our Glendale Night 2 is still ranked pretty highly in, in people's surprise song rankings that makes me happy same (laughs) the next weekend we're heading to las vegas nevada where she sings our song and snow on the beach this was all right for me (laughs) i feel similarly snow on the beach more lana version bodies the original snow on the beach 100 percent And with that being said, without Lana being brought out as a special guest, I don't think that seeing Snow on the Beach live would have done anything for me then. It still wouldn't do anything for me now. It performed a little bit awkwardly on piano, too. Our song, you know, sucks to lose our song, but she's played it for so long. And I just. Yeah. Nothing has hurt me as of this point. But then we get to the next night and I was gutted. (laughs) <laughs> gutted because I'm sitting on the couch with my roommate Rebecca and with Matt and out struts Marcus Mumford to perform Cowboy Like Me and White Horse. Loud down. Matt still does that whenever we're listening to Cowboy Like Me. He goes, locked it down. And I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast before, but Rebecca hates that Marcus Mumford did that, that he did the locked it down and kind of countrified the down because she's like, Okay, well, that song already gets trivialized a lot because people aren't really paying attention to the lyrics. And he made fun of it, basically. And I'm like, I don't think it's that deep, but I get why she does. It's a defense. Yes. It's a beautiful song and people shot all over it for too long and I regrettably was one of them. And then because she sang Cowboy Like Me, she followed up with White Horse because cowboys ride horses. (laughs) Everybody thought at this point, that the songs she was doing were related to one another 
And I bought into that theory for a while and now I don't. I feel like there sometimes are, sometimes aren't. I don't feel like there's any true rhyme or reason. I think that people, I think people rely on her calculating every single thing that she does way too much. And sometimes she's just like, I feel like this song right now. Someone suggested it and I was like, that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how soon in advance she chooses her surprise songs. But I bet she picks someday off. I bet she does. Then we go to Arlington, Texas, shooting over to the Dallas area, where the first night she does Sad, Beautiful, Tragic and Ours. And she said that Sad, Beautiful, Tragic was one of her favorites, and she can never figure out what the fandom thinks about it. (laughs) I love Sad, Sad, Beautiful, Tragic. It's just literally so sad that it's hard to listen to. And then following it up with... Hours, (laughs) Hours, <laughs> funny. Following it up with hours, I was like, okay, whiplash, hello. Yeah. Again, I'm okay with those losses. I would have loved to get either of them, but I'm okay. And then the next night is what I think is <sighs> one of the the best night that she's done for somebody. For yeah, somebody I think I that. heard a Hunger Games cannon go off this night. This one was bad for both of us. <laughs> because she did death by a thousand cuts and clean and she did the bridge to death by a thousand cuts three times in a row because she was having too much fun it's such a good bridge it's such a good song (gasps) matt can't listen to death by a thousand cuts anymore not because the surprise song but because we were driving from kansas city to st louis and we got halfway there and he found out he forgot his keys at home and we had to turn around um so now he can't listen to it which devastates me because i love that song I don't get it. Sorry, that song was playing when he realized that he left oh. home. I forgot that piece of context. I was like, we were we were in the middle of singing the bridge passionately, and he's like, my heart, my hips, my bo- my keys, my keys, <laughs> my keys are at home. We gotta turn back, and we won't get home till two a.m. Like he's so dramatic, and for what? For what? <laughs> I know somebody that I went to college with that went to this night. Got death by a thousand cuts and clean. And he made um, an Instagram story of a picture of him with like caption of where my Swifties at. And I'm like, hey, how was it? You got the best surprise songs. And he's like, yeah, I didn't know either one. (gasps) And I was like, no. What the fuck? Where my Swifties at? Yeah, not in the mirror. (laughs) Like. Clean is my second favorite Taylor Swift song, so losing that one gutted me quite a bit. But at least I have, like, the live performance on the Reputation Stadium tour, like, forever and ever on my TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one was that was a rough night. That was a really, a really rough night. Well, I'd be pissed if I went to, like, night three and night two got what they got. Because night three was fine. I know that you lost one of your, like, Young Heart songs this night, but I wasn't devastated. Because she did Jump Then Fall and The Lucky One. Yeah, Jump and Fall, like, for me, wasn't devastating. I would have loved it if I were there, but I am i wasn't really hurt that bad. And then we go into Tampa, Florida, where she opens up that weekend with Speak Now and Treacherous. This was all right for me. Like, I would have had a fun time if I were there also, but... Treacherous is one of my favorite songs on Red, so I was pretty sad to lose it. And I used to love the song Speak Now, not as much anymore, I would have been very happy with those two, but I wasn't devastated losing them. I was devastated night two, though. Tell me why. She was feeling very midnightsy, but then tried to comfort everyone with saying that she'll play it however many times she wants to, but like, whatever, Taylor. She does The Great War with Aaron Desner and You're On Your Own, Kid. Two of my like top picks from Midnight's. Yeah, that was a one-two punch for sure. (laughs) That was was mean. (laughs) No, it was the Great War and You're on Your Own kit. She didn't play me. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So it was tough because like You're on Your Own kit is what plays when people are like walking out of the stadium. And I was like, wow, I guess this is all we're going to get from her. So that group that actually got it live, like, screw you. And like You're on Your Own kid was one for me that I would have bet money on that it was going to be in the permanent set list because it references multiple times throughout her eras it's the perfect eras tour song it's what you get when you're walking out nope nope and then the next night she hit us with mad woman with aaron desner 
and mean <laughs> and mean because she she was recognizing the fact that she's been mean lately <laughs> right again I'm sad losing those two to an extent but not like like if I got them I would have been really happy and I'm not devastated that I didn't however our friend Eric ever since mean he's like I don't care what we get whatever it's fine like, I love that's all I wanted that's all I wanted was mean and he was apparently shouting at his phone the whole time. Mess up! So funny. We're going back to Texas. We're in Houston. And she opens in Houston with one of my favorites from 1989, like in my top four, Wonderland. And you're not sorry. That night hurt me too. Because if you're not sorry. Both of them. Yeah? Both of them. I love Wonderland. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. Rough and unfair. <laughs> Rough Especially and unfair. you're a knight too swifty and you have the sim- similar opinions to me because I would have been disappointed. <laughs> oh yeah, and that to get a place in this world and today was a fairy tale. Like I would have vibed, but like Wonderland and you're not sorry. I think that it's so cute to hear I'm just a girl trying to find a place in this world like from somebody who's on the biggest tour to ever happen, ever. Yeah. I would have also been upset. <laughs> Yeah. Not upset. Again, it's important to know that we're lucky to be going to shows at all. It's more of yeah, like a yeah. if if you have like a favorite Taylor Swift song that's not on the permanent set list and she hasn't performed it, you're holding your breath and it's okay to be disappointed. Yeah, like the surprise songs have turned into a pretty big thing in the fandom and it's okay to feel some type of way or not feel some type of way about songs. And if you went Houston night two and you loved a place in this world and today is a fairy tale that's valid for you too and you like you should feel that way mm-hmm. if it's something for you that's wonderful wouldn't have done that much for me I would have vibed and it would have been fun it would have been cute my heart would have hurt a little bit and that is okay <laughs> everybody in this fandom has different opinions and that's what makes it so special is that there's something for everyone exactly. the next night she hits us with begin again and cold as you and an important piece of context here I think we blew past just for personal life reasons is that we find out that she and Joe have broken up like April 8th-ish, April 9th-ish, mm-hmm. and she's singing Begin Again, and that change that she makes, uh, he never did. Like, I was like, what did Joe do? <laughs> what did he yes. do? And then Cold Is You after that, again, that's your favorite from it's my favorite debut. debut song. Yeah. Yeah, that one hurt my feelings. For sure. I think Begin Again is underrated as well. So that was, yeah. I was hurt. I would have liked either of those quite a bit. And then the next night, I know really hurt you. Yeah, I'm still really upset. Because in Atlanta, Georgia, night one, she played The Other Side of the Door. And that was in my top five surprise song picks of her entire discography. Iconic outro there. And then she does Coney Island. And Coney Island is one of like my least favorites on Evermore. Matt's literally giving me a face right now. He's like, "Are you serious?" See, that's the thing. There's something for everyone. Everyone has their own opinion. Exactly. The other side of the door was a tough loss. Um, not as tough yeah. for me as it was for you. But Coney Island, I was like, "Yeah, I would. I would have been fine." Mm-hmm. The next night in Atlanta, she does High Infidelity and Gorgeous, and of course, she did High Infidelity. It was April 29th. Yeah, there's so many people being like, no way she's going to do it. It's too obvious. But there's no rhyme and reason. <laughs> what a duo, though, because according to our personal theories about her life, those are about the same time in her life. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're like, literally... I have a boyfriend. He's older than us. He's in the, He's club, in the club doing, doing I, don't I don't know what. what. And... Do you want to know where I was April 29th? <laughs> yeah, that seems intentional. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just blew right past it. Yeah. Because the next night in Atlanta, she does, I bet you think about me and how you get the girl. I'm okay with those losses. Same. Like, it would have been fun. I bet you think about me would have been really fun to, like, scream sing. But there are others I would have preferred. The next night, me and Olivia were in the bushes. We were Technically, we were, we were there. Technically, we were there. We were in the bushes outside of Nissan Stadium in Nashville <laughs> watching this, like peeking through after i drove however long to get to nashville picked up olivia at the airport if you haven't listened to our what went down in nashville episode go back and check (laughs) that one out for more context but technically we were there to hear sparks fly and teardrops on my guitar sparks fly 
was followed up by the Speak Now Taylor's version release announcement. So she's like, Speak Now comes out. Drop everything now. It was so epic. It was iconic because she starts off Sparks Fly just going, Drop everything now instead of. My guitar, like. Then she'd say something about, I know some of you guys in the crowd, like, went to high school with me. Hey. <laughs> she literally did. She was so shady, and no one talked about the shadiness. Like, we were there. We saw it happen. I feel like I'm gaslighting myself, but I can't find any videos of it. <laughs> After being like, yeah, there are some people in this audience who I went to high school with. And I wrote this song back then. Like, maybe Way I'm back then. <laughs> playing it up in my head because I know people made fun of her for wanting to be a country music star because everyone wanted to be a country music star. She just put her full Taylor Swift OC into it. Yeah. It was a good night. And then the next night we heard this from our friend Emily's balcony because she could, oh, this you could hear it from her balcony. It was a one-two punch as well because we got out of the woods and 15. Yeah. She just spoiled the shit out of Nashville. Which we knew that she was going to. Yeah, that's why we wanted really to go there. <laughs> yeah, right? 15 really hurt our friend Audrey. Out of the woods really hurt me. Hurt me too. I wanted out of the woods as well. I wanted oh. to hear Out of the Woods on piano, but she played it on guitar, so that's how I comfort myself. I would have liked <laughs> if she'd made one of the rules, like, if I play it on guitar, it can't be performed again on guitar, but it's open for piano. Like, I wish that she had made that Maybe stipulation. Maybe she'll start doing that after she does her, like, world, whoa, world tour legs of her show, and she, like, runs out of options. I feel like she may do that. I hope so. She doesn't have infinite songs. Right. The next night, we are there in person. This is, there are like two iconic rain shows so far on this tour. And one of them is iconic because it's the rainiest of all the rain shows, she said, because it never let up. It was a full multi-hour deluge. And that was in Foxborough of just downpouring. But nothing got delayed because of that. We had the delayed by four hours, no openers, ending at 2 a.m. Nashville show, where she performed Would Have, Could Have, Should Have with Aaron Dessner and mine. So good. This is a top tier night. And I'm not just saying that because it was our night. I would have been very, very hurt had we not been there. We've said before, I never personally thought that she would perform Would Have, Could Have, Should Have live. I thought that it was like a diary entry. Same. It was in my top five surprise song preference choices but i with like the little caveat that i didn't think she was actually gonna do it yeah it was amazing and in the rain and she goes over to do mine and mine was interesting because i like the song mine i don't know i'm obsessed with it i like it it's fine but she says right before it like i wrote this song when i couldn't even relate to it and now like i can and this is during all the maddie healy stuff which we haven't unpacked on this show and we'll probably wait till we're further removed from any of that drama to actually do so it's a little too yeah it's a little too hot off the presses frankly for those asking us to do it but when she said that we kind of looked at one another and we're like what does she mean by that anyway you are the best thing like and even before, like, she announced that it was mine, the way that she was introing it, she mentioned, this is a song from Speak Now. And we were, like, grabbed each other and were like, no way is she about to do Dear John. <laughs> if she had done Dear John and would have, could have, should have together, I don't think that any surprise song combo would have topped it, no, if I'm being absolutely honest. Absolutely not. I don't foresee her doing Dear John. I'd be shook if she did. I'd, I'd be shook if she did as well i also we forgot to mention when she was talking about what have could have should have she was like you guys are a special crowd you waited for this you deserve, deserve something it. yeah super special and it makes me wonder like aaron desner was there but they've written so many songs together i wonder if she changed her mind during the four-hour delay of what she was originally gonna do and was like let's do what have could have should have instead they deserve this four hours was plenty of time for her to rehearse it that's true I love that Aaron Dessner waited that whole time, too. Like, Gracie yeah. Abrams went back to her hotel. Phoebe Bridger stung her, do, stuck yeah. around mm-hmm. for nothing new. But, like, he, he stayed. I love that. He's so cute. So cute. So then we're going to Philadelphia next. Another hometown show for her. And unsurprisingly, she does Gold Rush and Come Back Be Here. And Gold Rush hurt me because it's one of my favorites on Evermore. <laughs> and I'm even angrier that she confirmed that when she says Eagles t-shirt hanging from your door, she's talking about the football team and not the band. Yeah, she played it in their stadium. 
that's why she did it for those of you who don't know <laughs> like I get it I'm always gonna imagine it as the band and I think that's because I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan and for those who are not football people American football people the Chiefs beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl this year and, and so it was I messy, had wasn't it it was a messy sloppy game and it was so <laughs> much fun and it was fun for me because we won but she said I'm, I'm from Philadelphia guys oh kind of girl you're from like an hour and some change yeah, but that was her major city <laughs> yeah, that was her major city and I'm like I'm gonna imagine it as the band for my own mental health come back um, be here hurt my feelings though I would have loved come back be here mm. yeah I would I was okay with losing it if I'm being honest yeah. I think part of it is every time I hear come back be here I hear the TikTok sound remix with teach me how to Dougie I love that <laughs> <laughs> The next night, she gives them a couple of tough losses. Yeah. Forever and always, and this love. Forever and always, like, stabbed me in the heart. That yeah, was my nostalgic pick that hurt, hurt me. It's one of the best on Fearless. It just is. Yeah, and this love hurt me because it's from 1989, even though I don't think that it's one of the most groundbreaking Yeah, songs. at this point, you're like, I'll take any 1989, Taylor. Feed me, mother, please. <laughs> the next night, we get Hey, Steven, and the best day such a cute combo you know it is a cute combo she did hey steven for somebody didn't she oh my god i say that and then i immediately realized it was because that's maddie healy's favorite yeah Yeah. (laughs) anyway um, somebody suggested this to me and he was there (laughs) and wasn't mother's day that weekend and that's why she did the best day and she like almost cried during the best day like, Jen, I, I know everybody says when she's playing the piano, she looks like she's crying. No, she was actually, like, choking up. You could hear, like, the choking. <laughs> you couldn't. It, it makes me want to cry when I hear it because she has to stop herself mid, like, phrase. Yeah. And then we go to Foxborough, Massachusetts, where she does Should Have Said No and Better Man. Double loss. Should Have Said No yeah. is my favorite on debut. And Better Man, you're a better man, Stan. Yeah, yeah, that that night was really bad. And so now we're like several weeks into it, you know, we haven't had our show in a couple weeks. And it's it feels like it feels awful out here. Yeah, (laughs) that's my perspective at this point. I'm like, there's not gonna be anything left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. She goes in the next night to do question and invisible. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm okay with losing those. Yeah, I would have been really happy with invisible, but it didn't like devastate me question I felt meh the next night she does I think he knows and red and this is the night that her piano was haunted per se and a lot of people thought we were losing haunted that night on piano because her piano was playing itself because question and invisible right yeah so her piano like got broken and it was playing keys on its own and everyone thought it was a bit and she was going to play haunted but she the piano was actually broken and she played red on guitar. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if that was like a, hmm, I need to pull a song out of my ass that I know how to play on guitar, like by memory. She did say, thank God I've played this on guitar before and then started going into it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So she probably planned on doing it anyway. Honestly, I'm surprised Red isn't part of the main set list. I love the song Red. It's one of my favorites okay. on the album. Yeah. I think he knows was a little rough for me just because it's Lover and Red. Red would have been really good, but it didn't devastate me at the same time. The next night hurt my feelings because she brought out Jack Antonoff for the first time on the tour and (laughs) did Getaway Car and Maroon. Maroon. (laughs) I cried this night. Yeah. I mean, I was emotional for other reasons, but Maroon was like like the tip of the iceberg for me. It just sent me over we had to go to Meyer and get ice cream after this because I was really sad me and Matt were driving from Springfield Missouri up to Kansas City so I was trying to watch it through like shitty service on a yeah. really bad live stream and all I could like think was like Matt you better step on that fucking gas pedal and get us somewhere where I have service now because I'm Jack getaway car. <laughs> literally I was in my getaway car and it's so funny because I'm watching this clip and here's where I'm going to say my theory about her not wanting to do songs that have any love relation to do with Joe Alwyn Jack Antonoff wants to do the memes so bad he's up there doing the I'm in the getaway car and I'm losing Looking my at her. something like the, the eyeball emoji she's <laughs> like she's looking at him like don't 
don't. And he's looking at her like he's egging her on, like, uh, and she's like, don't you fucking dare. Don't mess it up. <laughs> you can see it. And I think it's because she didn't want it messed up because she didn't want to do it again. And she didn't do King of My Heart and uh, Paper Rings, even though they mentioned Motown when she was in Detroit. I think that she just doesn't want to do love songs about Joe Alwyn right now. I don't think she's far Get enough away removed. Cars about Joe Alwyn. It's not. It's about Tom Hiddleston. But I think that it's a song from Reputation, which is the most love album of all of them, even though it's not the lover album. I oh, think that Reputation is the most vulnerable. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like, I don't even think she's happy having to do Delicate and Ready for It. Like, <laughs> I Lover. <don't>... Lover. <laughs> her face when she sings Lover compared to the old videos of her playing Lover. She just looks so over Perfect. it. That's something that... I don't think I've like vocalized, but I felt really deeply that my heart hurts a little bit that I will never get to see her perform reputation and lover songs, meaning the words. So the next night in East Rutherford, again, she still hasn't done Welcome to New York yet, which we're all kind of waiting with bated breath. Like there's no other place to do it. But she don't know. East Rutherford, New Jersey is like in the outskirts of New York City. It's just like on the New Jersey side. Yeah, you can't really fit a Taylor Swift size stadium inside New York. So we are just outside of it, and she does Holy Ground and False God. People don't talk about this combo enough because to go from right there where we stood was Holy Ground, our relationship was holy, to it was a false god. It wasn't actually holy. Hello? Yes. I wonder, again, I say this with a caveat, if I really hope not to offend any of the, like, extremely religious listeners that we have, if we have any. I wonder if there were any very, very religious people in the audience who were, like, double offended. Because I know that there are songs that really, really religious Swifties are not fans of because they feel like they're sacrilege. And False God is a big one. And I've heard Holy Ground as being one, too. So I wonder if people in the audience were, like, (laughs) offended. (laughs) Sorry if you were. Again, if you're a listener, I'm just stating facts. Yeah, False God hurt my feelings, though. I liked her performance of it. It was very, very melancholy good word for it the next night she finally does welcome to new york and she does clean again and the funny no intro for welcome to new york she's just like gotta get it over with she grabs her guitar and just you you can i swear you can almost hear a sigh it's like okay all right like where else am i gonna play this (laughs) and she knew how the audience reaction would be which was very like okay but then they got clean even though it was a repeat of clean they still got clean so they they're doing fine because I forget the girl's name. Her TikTok went viral the first time Clean was played of her sobbing in her car. And that TikTok is what Taylor commented on saying, you know, I guess we could technically call it a, a mess up because it could have been done better in a hierarchy. Yeah. So she was waited until that girl's show, which was East Rutherford Night 3. So that's and, why I think that was very special. And that is why I think that she saw your live stream and it haunted <laughs> So we're shooting over to Chicago already. This yeah. is early June, a couple weeks ago. I wish you would and the lakes, and I want you to talk about it since you were there. Wish you would was great. I don't know. I'm sorry you weren't there for a 1989 song. <laughs> but I mean, for me, it's one of the weaker 1989 songs. There would have, there otherwise I would have preferred, but I agree. Eh, you know, they can't all be winners. But the lakes, I was glad I was there because it's my favorite folklore song. I was very excited, but I was also very bitter <laughs> because. It's not the Great Lakes state. Illinois is not the Great Lakes state. Michigan is. But her her thought process was, Chicago's on a lake. She's so funny. She's like, I just like, people ask me all the time, like, how do you pick your surprise songs? And sometimes it's something as simple as like, I just, I'm coming to Chicago and I think, oh, I love Chicago. People there are so cool. And it's it's so cool that they have lakes. Dramatic pause and everyone's losing it. <laughs> well, the next night she brings out Marin Morris to do You All Over Me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. And yeah. then she opens up a whole new world of opportunities when she does I Don't Want to Live Forever. She did not bring out Zane, even though that would have been such a power move. She does <laughs> it alone, but it is so cool to see her do that. It's so funny that everybody didn't already think that those were fair game because... She definitely played that as a surprise song on Rep Tour, so I always considered it as a possibility. 
I guess I did too. She just hadn't done anything like that yet. Like she hasn't done sweeter yeah. than fiction or crazier or even like an old, like I heart question mark or something. So I was like, yeah. are we going to get something that's non album? The next night we lose hits different. And the moment I knew this one hurt us both for different oh. reasons. <laughs> it's different. Got me good, bro. It's different. It hit different for me. Moment I knew was fine. I think it's a little bit melodramatic of a song, but I get it. See, I love the moment I knew. I know. So does Rebecca. <laughs> I'm in the minority here. Yep. And, and then the, we're I, on Detroit Night One, which you yeah, already heard. I got haunted. Then I also got I almost do, which I was talking on my live stream that that would be a great one too. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Or I almost do hurt to a certain degree. But really haunted is the win. But haunted alone makes that night like in people's top nights. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally shaking. Like my leg was like uncontrollably shaking. The next night was all you had to do was stay and breathe. And even though I lost in 1989 early that night, I'm okay with it. I'm getting really nervous. (laughs) Yeah. She's like really not giving you much left as an option no she's not i have a theory that she's doing all these 1989 songs because she got out of her relationship with joe alwyn and was low-key in her like fun flirty girl summer vibes again and feeling them hard and that's why she's performing them and breathe is not one of my favorites so i'm okay with also feel like 1989 almost doesn't have as many options i could be so wrong about that let me me no you're right it doesn't like the, the tour itself does a pretty good job of covering a lot of 1989 ground. She doesn't mm-hmm. have vault tracks out for it yet. She doesn't have, yeah. she has three bonus tracks. Yeah. But there's not like a, a 20 song or God forbid 30 song edition like red. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think she's avoiding rep and lover love songs. Yeah. The next night she does Mr. Perfectly Fine. This is this past weekend in Pittsburgh, Mr. Perfectly Fine. And the last time. And I have an unpopular opinion that I don't love the last time. I know it's a fan favorite. The last time. I don't is... love it either. It's my least favorite on Red besides Girl at Home. I'm not big on the last like, time. It's, it's a good song. It's just I literally forget about it until I hear it actively. The dissonance makes me uncomfortable in that song. And it's not my thing. <laughs> and Mr. Perfectly Fine, I have another unpopular opinion. Really unpopular here. I really like the chorus of Mr. Perfectly Fine. The verses, the vocal slide, the da-da-da-da-da. I don't like the vocal slide. So I don't like the verses very much of Mr. Perfectly Fine. Rude. Oh, my God. And when she had to decide between Mr. Perfectly Fine and Forever and Always Making the Album, she made the right choice. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Mr. Perfectly Fine, for me, doesn't make sense on the album. Though she says she doesn't know why she didn't pick it because she regrets it now but I love Mr. Perfectly Fine but I'm not I would have been more dramatic had I not gotten haunted (laughs) yeah so literally I'm completely satisfied I have some picks that I would like but if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen I'm satisfied and happy because you got haunted (laughs) yep then we are up to date the last ones that she did the other night were seven with Aaron Dessner and the story of us. And I got to tell you, I was in line getting a scoop of ice cream <laughs> when she begins doing the story of us. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. And Olivia texts me, I'm so sorry. Because the story of us is my favorite on Speak Now. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's not New Romantics and it's not Ivy, which are my two that if I got either of those, yeah. I would be unbelievably satisfied. Yeah. I was like, okay, tough loss, but it's okay. And seven she did for Father's Day, and I get it. Although me and Rebecca were kind of making fun of the intro speech because she's like, yeah, this is about dads. This is about a not very good dad. I know there's so many good dads out here. (laughs) Just a really weird lead-in. But I would have bet that seven was going to be performed because she has the lyric with Pennsylvania under me in it, and she didn't do it in Philly. So I saw it coming. Yeah, it resonated in the stadium. That was a cool moment. Matt was also sad about Seven. He really likes Seven. At least he gets, like, a little poetry slam of it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know that yet, though. He'll be shook. He'll be shook. He's giving me a look. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks I've spoiled the whole show for him, and I haven't spoiled the whole show for him. He has no idea what's coming. It's sad we couldn't have guarded that Speak Now only got one song to see his (laughs) reaction. Yeah, no. Well, then he would have been upset the whole rest of the show. 
Yeah, I guess. I guess that's fair. We were so confused in Glendale when we were watching it for the first time. We were like... I remember thinking when she came out in the ball gown, I was like, wow, I don't know what song she's doing after this, but it's going to be really hard to move around in that ball gown. It's because she wasn't doing any more songs. She's going right back and taking it off. (laughs) I wonder if once she releases Speak Now TV, if she's going to uh, expand upon that set. I know that's a theory, but I don't know. Now we're going to very quickly go down the line, and the way that we're going to go down the line is we're going to hit each album, and me and Olivia get one pick if we got one song from that album remaining. Of the remaining list, what yes, song? Yes, we have one show left together. Period. One show each. Yeah. So our last total. one is Kansas City, night two. It is. And we won't be standing together for this one because we have different groups because we have a group of six with Olivia and a group of six you. with me. I'm going to miss you. We didn't like we didn't embrace the moment in Nashville standing next to each other enough. No, we didn't. But it's okay. We'll we'll unpack that later. We're not gonna go by song by song and tell you what songs are left. We're not gonna do that. We're just because there's too many. So We told you which songs are gone. So why aren't you keeping track? <laughs> yeah, use your deductive reasoning here. And we're gonna start with debut. And if there is one song on debut that I would like to pick to to hear, it's Mary's song. Yeah. Is that one of your favorites from debut? It is. Now, Picture to Burn would be great just because I think it's so much fun to hear live, but Mary's song would just be so special. Yeah, I'd pick Picture to Burn and everything that's left. Fearless, including TV, obviously. I think if I had to pick something, I've got a really unpopular opinion. I want Come In With The Rain. Really? Yes, she didn't do it when we were in Nashville and it was raining. And I turned to Olivia and I'm like, I can't believe she didn't do Coming with the Rain. And Olivia goes, I don't think she knows the lyrics to Come in with the Rain. <laughs> she never performed it live before. Yeah, I doubt she has it memorized. I love Come in with the Rain. I think Good it's the most one. underrated track on Fearless and I stand by it and that's what I would want. Well, my pick is one that I'm surprised you didn't pick. The way I loved you. Oh my God, that's not on the list in front of me. She has not played that. We haven't cried over that one yet. Oh my god, the list in front of me is incomplete. Liar. Liar. Okay, well you're right. I guess the way I loved you would be the one that I would pick. But for sake of us not having the same pick, come in with the rain. And on top of that, and I know that Fearless is like your heart album and it's your number two, I would be slightly disappointed with most of what is left. On Fearless. Yeah, she's picked a lot of the big bangers. She's picked the ones that I, by and large, care about. So, yeah. Sorry. Fearless stands everywhere. It's all right. I would vibe to anything she played from Fearless. For Speak Now of what is left, I want to make a note real quick right now that I'm surprised she didn't do Back to December when she was in Detroit because I would have loved to see her do And This Is For The Boy From Michigan since she and Taylor Lautner are friends now. But that's actually not the song I would pick. I would pick Long Live. Yeah, everybody. For the sake of being different, I'm going to say Last Kiss because it'll be July 8th, almost July 9th. Yeah. Or, or if we got a vault track, one of the six vault yeah. tracks. Burns out Fallout Boy. <laughs> Do you oh think God. we're going to get a vault track, actually, though? No, I don't. Really? I don't think that she would do a vault track because I think that part of what makes the surprise song portion so much fun for her is hearing excitement from the crowd and people singing it back to her. And people can't do that if they've had less than 12 hours to process it. We'll see. Well, people can, but not every seven, not all of the 70,000 people in Arrowhead are going to be as big of fans as us. No, no. Red. I know you're picking Girl at Home. Um, (laughs) What if you got Girl at Home, though, for real, for real? I would cry. In a bad way, I assume. In a bad way. I'd be fine. I'd comfort myself with my haunted live stream video. I think I would pick. Oh, this is a tough one because there are a few that are like neck and neck of what I would want. I think the very first night. Yeah, I agree. I'm just reading through them. Um, she's played a ton from Red, so I'm like going through the track list, and she, she's hit almost all of them. Like, all the ones that I would, would want. I agree with the very first night, but I'm trying to be different. Our friend Maddie, her number one is Message in a Bottle. Not, like, her number one Taylor Swift song. That's No Body, No Crime, but for some reason, that's not her number one surprise song pick. I her think number she one... knows that it's not going to happen in the middle of the state without Heim. Yeah, no, Heim, it'll be in L.A. 
Yeah. Heim feature. I wonder if she'll add it to that permanent set list like when Phoebe was on for nothing new. She might. 1989. I think it's really obvious that I want new romantics. I live, <laughs> live and die by the new romantic sword. I know you do. See, here is interesting for me because I know Places is like my favorite from 1989, but it's not really like a strong, strong favorite. Like I could have a hyperfixation moment and it'll change, you know, but I think to me, I know Places stands out the most on the album, but you are in love on piano would be so so beautiful so i think i'm gonna go you are in love which is so interesting like this surprise song picks like my top five picks at the beginning of tour weren't my top five favorite taylor swift songs it's the top five that i wanted acoustically yeah for me new romantics i want to hear on piano because i feel like those lyrics are so deeply underrated yeah and i just i i want to hear it i want like before we knew the set list and if we just assumed that everything was fair game for surprise songs, I wouldn't have picked Cruel Summer because I wanted the full stage production for that song. I wouldn't have wanted it as acoustic. Even though it's one of your favorites. Exactly. Reputation. Man, Reputation is such a good album. Like just Reputation. <sighs> just looking at this list, I don't think that I would be upset with a single choice even if she did endgame mostly because i would want to hear her rapping while also playing the guitar and she would probably bring out like ed sheeran or something that would be a lot of fun i just don't think that she's gonna do any more love songs about joe alwyn for a while i think that they'll pick your your top even if it is about him (laughs) could you imagine her performing like i did something bad on piano (laughs) that's what i was gonna say it would be so interesting it would be a really weird vibe that i wouldn't necessarily hate i think that i would want so it goes exclusively because she did not do it on the rep tour and i want to see it live yeah that would be so good and I think it's a really underrated track. It's the least played on Reputation. And I think it's just because it didn't get a stadium production. And it's some people's like genuine least favorite Taylor Swift song, period. I like, don't know how. You like Girl at Home more than that? <laughs> I Come on, don't produ- lie to production. me. I think the production is so good on So It Goes. I think the lyrics are fantastic. And it's sexy. It's so good. I'm not a bad girl, but I do bad things with you. Come here dressed in black now. Scratches down your back now. Are you kidding? This was my first favorite on the album. Because I listened through Reputation when I wasn't a Reputation stan, period. Like, I, I, I wasn't a crazy Taylor fan. I didn't hate her, but, like, I didn't like her either. But I listened to Reputation anyway. And So It Goes is the only song I saved from the album and listen to wow i just i really like so it goes i think it's great i think it's underrated i will say getting new year's day it's it's my favorite on reputation even though it's the least rep sounding song but because i have such an emotional attachment to it even though i don't even think it's the best song on rep but it would be magical god i wish all 12 of us were sitting together but to be able to sway back and forth with all of our friends to please don't ever become a stranger and like hold on to the memories they will hold on to you Hold on to you. It yeah, that'd be so special. Be so special. Um, I feel like I I have to keep riding the King of My Heart train. I haven't respected King of My Heart in the past, but it has been a recent hyperfixation of mine. And I just want to do drinking beer in plastic cups. And I know that it's your sister's favorite. It is my sister's favorite. I would love for her to get King of My Heart. Yeah. On Lover, your favorite album. What do you want? <sighs> Cornelia Street, hands down, because of Arrowhead Stadium in an Arrowhead driving us home. Seems so simple. And that was the one that I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I, for the sake of us not having the same one, I'm going to go with all of the girls you've loved before because she's never mm-hmm. done it live. Even though it's oh, like a, a new edition. No way, but like we can wish. <laughs> Imagine how petty it would be, though, if she, like, you know, was doing that face, like, but I loved you more. And she said, loved, loved you more. You. Yeah. Because she did a lyric change during one of her surprise songs. I don't remember which one it was, right? I don't remember. She did some lyric change earlier that was like a made something sound past tense. But 
I can't remember what it was. I'll look it up later. But I remember being shook. Imagine if she says, but I loved you more. She's so messy. During Delicate, she does her, like, do the girls mm-hmm. back home touch you like I do? And this weekend, no she went, way. not a chance. Yeah. For me, Cornelia Street will, is going to be the last one to devastate me. Yeah. I'll comfort myself that I got one that was more important to me personally. But Cornelia Street's the last one that will really, really hurt my feelings. Yeah, I think folklore. For me, it's peace. I was gonna say peace for sake of us being different. I'll say exile because Matt exile loves exile. Would be cool. And if she brought out Bonnie Vera, that would be really good. It'd be really pretty. I have this fantasy of bringing out a second piano and they're facing one another, and she and Bonnie Vera are playing piano at the same time and singing the different parts. Oh, that'd be so good. Evermore, it's obvious for me. It's Ivy. It's always been Ivy. I'm. I don't want to spoil my costume on this episode, but yeah, that's the <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Oop, there it is. I just if I got Ivy, I would just be an emotional wreck. I know you need it. We need I, it. I need I need an Ivy New Romantics combo that will never come. <laughs> yeah. And then she needs to surprise us with a third surprise song and play "Right Where You Left Me" for Rebecca. Yes, absolutely. All Rebecca wants is right where you left me, but all everybody wants is right where you left me. <laughs> Rebecca's, like, favorites are bad favorites to have. <laughs> Getaway car and right where you left me. Poor girly pop. Oh. Is your choice right where you left me? Yes. Because that's all that, like, would matter to me. Happiness would be devastating, but Tolerate It's my favorite on the album, and that's in the set list, so. You lucky son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey everyone future danny here popping in real quick we blew right past midnights when we were talking about which surprise songs we would want to get from midnights so i went ahead and asked olivia and olivia's answer was sweet nothing because it would be so crazy to see her do that post the joe alwyn breakup we don't think she's going to do it maybe ever but she would love to hear that particularly on piano as that's how it's performed originally. And my surprise song pick would be Dear Reader, because I think that it is severely underrated of all of her tracks that she has on Midnight's, and it gets a lot of crap for no reason. And I think if people were really listening to those lyrics as she performed it, it would just take it over the edge. So now you know our Midnight's picks. Let's jump back in. Okay, and then of the wild card options of anything that's Done with somebody else that's a song that's on a soundtrack. I would kill for You're Losing Me. Oh kill. my I'd god. Kill. I would also kill for You're Losing Me. <laughs> I think my complete wild card would be um, crazier. No. And now y'all know. Now y'all know it's secret songs are we still have several shows left there's more places she's playing not just kansas city and we're about five nights in la and then she's doing latin america there's just so much to come that being said what did you taylor in this week what the heck i taylor in that message in a bottle is our friend maddie's like top surprise song currently there's somebody passionate about every song yes what are we talking about next week Next week's really exciting because we're starting off a brand new little mini series now that we finally wrapped up the Folklore Love Triangle. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, it took forever. Took forever. So the name of this little mini series is called Mental Cages. And what that is, is we are going to do song analyses of all of Taylor's like anxiety, depression, mental cages songs if you will and we're gonna kick off with one of her most recent ones anti-hero perfect i'm so excited to get into this i know we've had this on the docket for a while and i remember back early days of taylor learning we did the remaining relevant series where we kind of talked about her anxiety surrounding staying famous so Mm -hmm. i really like unpacking those heavy topics through her lyricism i think it'll be a good time yeah she does a lot of a lot of really interesting stuff even beyond her lyrics themselves with her mental struggle songs. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Taylorning Podcast. You can shoot us an email, taylorningpodcast at gmail.com. We have two more days going on our giveaway of the signed insert in the Midnight CD. So please head over to Instagram to see the details and how you can enter for that. And the winner will be announced in next week's episode. And also probably DM beforehand, just so you're okay having your information shared. 
And we're super excited to have you all here as always. We can't wait to see you in Kansas City if you're coming. And we hope to see you at the Bar K Taylor Swift Trivia on Wednesday, July 5th. Heck yeah. I'm so excited. Go to our Instagram for more details on that as well. We do have a pinned post about it. Anything else this week, Olivia? Can't think of anything else. Pray for our Kansas City night two picks. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We love you all. And we'll chat with you next week. See you later. What? Yeah, you can work right next to me. You probably won't hear. Yeah, she won't pick up the clicking. He's grabbing me my poppy. <laughs> my uh, prebiotic soda. Amazing. Mm. So healthy. I want a sponsorship. <laughs>